Thanks for joining us again on the Rural Wellness Podcast, a podcast to support, connect and provide education to those in rural and remote areas, to show you that you aren't alone when it comes to your health and to empower you to make a positive change in your life. Did you hear the Rural Women's Health Forum is now an online event? It is going to be running from the 22nd of June to the 26th of June. And each morning we will be spending a couple of hours together to go through our daily focus. Mental health, farm safety, women's health, foodies medicine and creativity. You don't have to attend live replays will be sent to each of you after each day if you would like to attend then head to the ruralnaturopath.com to purchase your ticket can't wait to see you there Welcome to another episode of the Rural Wellness Podcast. I'm so excited to have Rachel Karen on today, who is a physiotherapist in Forbes. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you work out of a couple of locations. Um, And she has really pivoted her business um, recently with COVID-19. I've been following her for ages and with all this new telehealth um, stuff coming out and being much more accessible for people, I really wanted to get her on board today and talk in more detail about telehealth and physiotherapy and about what she does. So welcome. Thank you, Hayley. It's great to be here. Um, Did you want to tell me a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, for sure. So like you said, my name is Rachel Kieran. I'm a physiotherapist and I married a farmer um, at a place we live sort of between Dubbo and Parks in the middle of nowhere. We have no phone service and satellite internet. And so, which makes some challenges for running a business. Um, However, we... Yeah, I was married to him for a couple of years and um, I was looking for my options in terms of work. And where we live, there's not too much physio work around. We're an hour from the nearest Woolies. And so I was getting pretty anxious and stressed about finding a job and um, my health job was coming to an end. They'd lost some funding. So... I was getting pretty stressed and I was applying for lots of different jobs. And then one night, I remember it so distinctly, I was in the shower having a cry because I just heard back that a job I'd applied for, um, they, they didn't want me and I was devastated. And so I was sobbing in the shower one night and my farmer husband, Luke, walks in and I don't know how many of your listeners are farmers, but I feel like farmers are just so practical, they're so resourceful, they're often so positive, you know, they're up against the odds all the time. So he was like, what, what's wrong? I'm like, no one's going to employ me. It's devastating. And, you know, I married you, you brought me here in the middle of nowhere, blah, 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 you know, the whole thing. And, um, and he, he kind of just like stopped me in his tracks and he... um took my face in his hands and I thought oh wow he's like gonna kiss me or do something really romantic and he was like Rach you know what 
if no one's going to employ you, why don't you just employ yourself? Like, just start your own thing. And then with that, he kind of like walked out of the bathroom like he'd solved third world poverty, you know, chest puffed out, you know, just <laughs> fixed all my problems in the world. And um, after resisting the urge to want to throw the soap at him, I kind of just started to think, well, what, you know, what if I could do my own thing? What if I could be my own boss and have my own business? Like, what would that look like? And um started to block a lot of the fear and anxiety and, and change that to well, how could I do this? And so then I set up, six months later, I set up Kieran Physio Co after that conversation in the shower. And um, I based myself from home, providing a mobile service to the bigger towns around me. So Parks, Dubbo, Forbes, and yeah and then it sort of grew from there so that was three and a half years ago and now we have a team of 12 girls we've got occupational therapists speech pathologists um, physios obviously um, exercise physiologists therapy assistants um, and we've just we've just grown and, and kept finding needs in our community that we're able to fill and we all live all over the place um lots of us are married to farmers um and so we travel we have a 500 kilometer diameter that we would cover in the central west um and we we see clients all over in their homes at the pool at the office um and we have our central office based in parks um so yeah so that's our little story um of how we began that is so amazing. Sorry. I know I always get Parks and Forbes wrong. So I knew it was one of the two when I was doing that intro and I was like, is it Forbes? Is it Parks? <laughs> so I do apologize for getting that wrong at the beginning, but wow, like I, I totally see the need and it's amazing to see that you just sort of ran with it and you saw that growth happen because there was a need for uh, physiotherapy and other services in rural areas, which I think obviously is so important. Um, so your team has grown and you now see, so you've just started with physios, did you? And then sort of grew from there? Yeah, that's right. So I just started by myself working out of my car. And then as the need arose, I kind of brought on other team members. So um, you know, I'd be seeing a client and they'd say, oh, I, you know, do you know any good OTs around? I really need a ramp. And I'd be like, no, I'm, there is, you know, there's none for at least two hours away. And I thought, oh, what if, what if I hired one? Um, so then I did. And then, and then um, the needs just kept coming. And so I just kept bringing on team members um, onto my team to help fill these needs. And um, yeah, so that's, literally how it's grown and I'm constantly I think that the big thing about business is just finding a need and then being able to fill that need to a really high premium standard and so I'm constantly looking out for needs in my own community um, and the communities around us and, and trying to figure out how we are positioned to fill those needs in a really good um positive way so that's my business model if you ask me if I have a business plan that's my business plan find a need and fill that need and that's how we've grown to where we are today that's fantastic it's so amazing to to have seen that um, I've been following you on um, Instagram for a while 
and your clinic space is just absolutely amazing. And um, yeah, I, I totally see your um, Kieran Physio Co wall sitting. I'm, I've been looking at different signs to put one in my office because I totally love that backdrop that you've got and you've really created an awesome brand and clearly the quality is there because of your services as well. So oh, thank you. <laughs> that's all right. I, yeah, I'm just speaking from the heart basically. So um, with all of these crazy, crazy times and COVID-19, I know you did this before, but now you're offering more telehealth appointments. Can you sort of tell me how that works for physiotherapy and even the OT services as well? Um, and what can people expect and how it all sort of works? Yeah, so we were transitioning into a bit of a telehealth model prior to COVID-19 to try and reach people that are more uh, remote. Um, and so the model being that we would do a virtual assessment um, and then doing a physical, um, like driving out there every four to six weeks if needed. So people have been so receptive to telehealth, which has been awesome. And I, do you know what? The, the people that have been the best at picking it up and running with it have been our kids like our peds clients have been amazing so our ot has been telling me all sorts of amazing success stories that she's had with her kids that she's been trying to do you know handwriting skills or fine motor skills with and they have just picked it up so well because i think that they're used to technology aren't they like they they know how it rolls um so yeah so our virtual consults you know, there are some things that we can't do um, virtually, but, but most things we are able to do virtually, which is amazing. And we've been thrilled to really, you know, extend our knowledge and we've done lots of telehealth training and been able to service our clients in this way has just opened up so many new avenues for us. Um, and we've had some really nice feedback from clients. So you name it, we've done it on telehealth. Um, so, you know, from, like I said, the kids doing the fine motor um, skills with the OT to a postnatal assessment with our women's health physio, um, you know, which is so cool to have someone when you're, you're newly had a little baby, you don't have to leave the house, you don't have to put, you know, jeans on, you can just zoom in and um, have a chat to somebody. And, um, and our therapists all sort of flag if there is a need for them to, to see someone physically, then we tee that up as well. But for the most part, a lot can be done virtually, um, which is fantastic. I think it's also awesome that you can um, obviously do that first assessment via telehealth. So you can assess um, how much pain the patient's in, what do they need, you know, all of those things. And then you can tee up a time for them, you to either go and see them or they can come in when you, um, you know, if they've got a autoimmune disease, will you want to make sure that there's no one else in the clinic at the same time or anyone who's sick and things like that. So it's not just about knowing what they need, but how else you can better serve them when you do have to see them in person. So you have everything ready for them. They may need to get a scan or something done before so you can best serve them next time that you see them. Uh, that's how I see oh, it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. And do you know what? Um, even I think the people that have benefited from this the most are the people like me who live an hour away from the nearest town. You know, it's 
to come in for one appointment that might be 20 minutes is it might be a three hour return trip. And so to be able to, to have a virtual assessment, given if your internet at home can handle it, um, it, it's so convenient and especially with kids. So, and the other thing is we're running all our classes online now. So our, our Pilates classes, our live classes, we're running online. So I've never done so much Pilates in my life because previously when it was a physical class, I think, oh, it's six o'clock at night, I have to be home, dinner, you know, don't be driving at night with bruise, blah, blah, blah. But now I just go into my office, put the laptop there and, and smash out a class. And it's just incredibly convenient for those of us that live quite rurally. So that has been huge. The other thing that we are implementing at the moment is for, it's called our wellness club. So it's for anyone age 65 and above. So they get sent a DVD or a CD and a, a um, a handout book with exercises and then they get followed up by our professionals either via phone or zoom to check in how they're going each week with their their pack and their exercises so that people who are isolating at home are able to keep moving and keep have that accountability and someone to ask questions while they're at home not having to leave their home so that's really exciting and um yeah we're really excited to see the uptake of that with our community that's really cool. Uh, I we we sometimes think that you know the older people in the community might use Zoom or or things like that, but this has really been so well received for so many people. Um, I've taught my grandma to use Zoom, and um, she's over seventy, and I had a seventy-one-year-old patient joined for an appointment one day and I, I, I've just been amazed at how well people are just giving it a go and, and trying it and seeing if it's going to work for them or not. And they, yeah, they've just got such a good attitude around it. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I've, um, we've done, we've seen lots of clients over 70 on Zoom and yeah, they love it. And, you know, and maybe you have to think outside the box and, and organize for their cleaner or their daughter or their gardener to be there at the same time so they can set it up for them on their iPad or their, their um, smartphone um, and help problem solve some things, but it's definitely achievable. Definitely. Yeah. Um, nothing stopping, stopping them. No, not at all. Um, oh, I had another question, but I forgot it. That's all right. We can come back to it, I think. Um, but um, do you see a lot of farmers and farming families uh, in your clinic? And are there any concerns that you see constantly? Obviously, my listeners are sort of farming families in those in rural areas. So I'm sure they, there's got to be some trends that you might see. Yeah. Do you know, there's a few. We see farmers with back pain, I would say, and we'd also see farmers with hernias or post-op um, after a hernia repair. We yeah. see a few farmers um, with that. So that would probably be some of the common things that come through the door um, other than, you know, the general knee pain, neck pain, shoulder pain type of things. But um 
Yeah, so then some of the, the tips, if you're a farmer out there listening, and I don't want to stereotype here, but generally I'm speaking to the male farmers because our female farmers on the, on the whole seem to be quite body aware and, um, and they, they look after themselves better than our male counterparts. So for our men, some of my take-home tips that I always say is that when they lift anything on the farm, they really need to make sure that they're breathing out at the same time. So often, you know, I'll say to a farmer, can you show me how you lift this? And they'll reach down to the floor and lift up my coffee table or whatever it is. They'll hold their breath and then they'll kind of, you know, hold their breath while they lift it up as if, you know, they're trying to, yeah, I don't know what they're trying to do. <laughs> often it's like the, often it's just like a natural reflex. You know, you got to lift something heavy, then you just brace and you hold. But what happens when you brace and you hold your breath is that when you're lifting something, that air, that, that pressure has to go somewhere. And so often it, you know, will result in a disc issue in the lumbar spine, the lower back, or it might result in a hernia, um, popping through or you know pain in the groin or around the belly button area there so that's probably one thing that I would say and I, and I always say to farmers that watch the tennis you know when the tennis players are playing and they hit the ball and they groan that's that's because they're breathing out like they're not just groaning for the fun of it although some of them really do get into that groan but for the most part they are hitting that ball and they'll groan because they're letting go of air they're breathing out and they're decreasing the pressure in their intra-abdominal system um, and so we need to copy those tennis players make sure when you lift anything you're breathing out as you lift it up. Um, so that's a big take home tip for all my farmers out there listening. That is an absolutely fantastic tip. I had no idea that, you know, that's sort of the mechanic behind it. I, I definitely understand, you know, people lifting and they hold their breath, but that that's a really explained it really well. And hopefully um, it can help some others. I would, I would probably say, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes um, farmers and um, don't often come in as soon as the issue occurs. So male farmers and women farmers might, if you know, if there's a health issue that happens, they're proactive about it and get it sorted like quicker. So, you know, recovery times are a lot quicker where male farmers may sort of be like, it'll be right. Don't, I'll, I'll do it. I'll go and see someone next time I go into town. It'll be all good. Um, and maybe that that's where you see um, some slower healing rates and things like that, or, or a different issue occurs. Would that be the case? Oh, definitely. Yes. Hayley, you hit the nail on the head. Yep. Totally. We see that all the time. And I'll say, how long have you had this neck pain, shoulder pain, whatever it is for? Oh, probably, you know, oh, five years or so <laughs> or 10 years or so. I'm like, oh, really? Have you ever seen anyone? No, no. <laughs> so um, you do just wonder what if they had have gone and seen someone after five weeks or five months even, um, yeah. you know, maybe there'd be a different outcome there. So, and the other thing that I see with farmers is that sometimes their cardiovascular fitness is lacking because I think as farmers, it is quite an active job, but there's definitely some sedentary time. And so even, you know, let's use my husband as an example, 
example, I'll say, let's go for a walk or let's go for a run or something. And he'll say, oh, I've been, you know, moving sheep all day or I've been walking all day. And, and yes, while he probably has been on his feet walking all day, there may not have been a time during his day where he's actually got his heart rate up to the point where we know it becomes beneficial and sustain that for 30 minutes. Um, and so I see that a lot with farmers. They think that they're very fit and active. And whilst they do walk a lot, it doesn't actually mean that they have that fitness level that they need to have a healthy functioning heart and lung system. Yeah, that is so true. And, and that sort of brings into my next question. I know you guys offer Pilates and exercises is a big, and exercise like groups are a big part of your clinic. Why do you find that Pilates and movement is so important? Oh, that's such a good question, Hayley. And there's so many layers to unpack on that. But we, we hold our Pilates classes. Um, we have small groups and we try and target those groups so we have like a postnatal class after a baby or a pregnancy class or we actually do have like a farmer's class um, and everything that we do in, in different classes are very different according to the clients that we have in front of us in the class but basically the same principles apply and it's that we want to you know we want to keep our bodies moving we're going to keep our bodies moving in certain ways so um and it's just like, you know, charging the batteries on your car. If you leave your car in the shed and don't drive it for six months and then jump in it, chances are the, the battery will be flat. But if you keep that car, if you jump in it for 10 minutes, 20 minutes a day and you drive it around and you have those batteries, they'll, they'll be fine every time you jump in. So same when it comes to exercise, consistent exercise is really important to keep our body functioning um, optimally. So that's one part of it the other part of the the classes that we teach is there is a focus on you know our alignment and our core um, and thinking about how we we move our body really meaningfully so and our body likes variety our, our spines love to be moved so if you're sitting at a desk all day or sitting in a tractor all day then your spine's in the one position for 80 percent of the day so, you know, coming to a class means that you're able to move that spine in all different positions, all different ways. And it's kind of just like greasing that spine and making sure that it's going to be functioning really well for you because you're giving it that love and movement. And so we try and have our classes as like a preventative thing, you know, don't come to a class until you've got back pain, come so that you prevent having back pain in the future. Um, so that's that's really fun and the other big part of our classes which we're starting to really appreciate at the moment is that it's social you know you get to meet up with a group of like-minded people um, and you get to have a chat and you and that's been really cool to see on our virtual classes people hanging around after class to have a chat and that's it's a really part of human interaction. So our classes are a really valuable part of our business and what we do. And yeah, we get some really great feedback on the people that attend. I was just going to talk about the social aspects of it because I do clinical Pilates in um, Hamilton and the it's a small group. It's only three people. And, you know, sometimes you get pop, you pop in a time that, 
you know, suits you. And it could be during the middle of the day, but you mightn't like know the people who are in the class, but you meet the people who are in the class and they're amazing people and you form like great friendships with them and you have chat during your class and, and um, get to know them. And it's such a nice experience, just the social aspect of going to an exercise class because you can yet yeah, talk to them and, and meet new people. So I think the social um, aspect of the Pilates classes and, you know, any movement classes are so important as well. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, and particularly some of the classes that come to mind when we're talking about this are our classes for 65 years and over. We've got some Tai Chi, chair yoga classes, and we always schedule them around like mid-morning so that afterwards they can have a cup of tea and a picky. And I think, you know, 80% of them come for the cup of tea and the picky. <laughs> the exercise is just an added bonus. But it's beautiful and and um that interaction you're right it's every human needs that that is so cool you you get them with the cuppa and picky but they leave with all the exercise i love it <laughs> they came <laughs> with what they needed um so that's fantastic what i wanted to touch on earlier that i forgot do you i think anyway that rural communities have totally benefited from the uh covid-19 and how um, we now look at health systems and doctors and, you know, exercise classes all moving online. Do you think, how do you um, feel in regards to that as well? I just see the more access is available now. People are going to be able to move their bodies more, get help more when they need it rather than waiting to that next trip into town. Oh, definitely, Hayley. This is a huge game changer for for these people that live remotely. Um, absolutely. And I really hope that when the dust settles on all of this and we move forward, that businesses and, and the health system will keep offering these services via telehealth where possible. I know my business will be, definitely. Um, when we go back to transition to physical, we'll definitely keep our virtual services because of the convenience and, and the greater reach that we will have to be able to, um, yeah, reach these people that previously were driving hours on end to, to get to our services. So such a positive thing to come out of this time. And I, you know, personally, I'm so excited about being able to oh, just call the GP and have a telehealth consult to rather than um, driving three hours to get there and back with a screen child. Yeah, That's just for good. one little thing that you like, oh, should I go? Should I wait till next time? And now we have the ability to just get it looked at or get ask someone about it and put your mind at ease straight away. And I know physio um, health funds and stuff, you can start to claim on... Um, telehealth appointments now too which is awesome and obviously the medicare rebate has come in for the um medical services being on telehealth as well so i just feel that so many great things have happened and as you said about the exercise like my my gym now is running their exercise classes online which i absolutely love where and I've been a bit slack the last couple of weeks, but, you know, I could only go to the gym two or three times a week, but now I have the flexibility to go more and I don't have to get up earlier or 
leave, you know, leave to go into town earlier to get to the gym. I've got that ability to do it when it suits me. And if it's at five o'clock or six o'clock before I cook dinner, I can still do it, which is awesome. And I know so many of my patients, like I've been doing telehealth for a while and I will continue to do it, um, have benefited from it too. And really, um, loving this time as well so just i just can't wait to see the growth that occurs and, and that more rural people are going to be able to get the help that they that they need definitely definitely really exciting to watch this space see see how we come out of this and see how it changes our model of care yeah um so can you please tell our listeners where can they find you because someone may be listening in western australia or Queensland and they might be like I could have a appointment with one of you uh, your team so where could they find you yeah definitely so there's a few spots that you'll find us we're on Facebook and Instagram uh, Kieran Physio Co that's K-E-R-I-N Physio P-H-Y-S-I-O Co C-O or yeah just google Kieran Physio Co and you'll jump onto our website to Um, You can make a booking there via our website or just get to know a little bit more about our team and uh, have a chat. We'd love to hear from you. Fantastic. And I'm going to do a little plug as well because you've got a women's health physio and I feel that that's going to be so beneficial for um, uh, mums who have just had babies to get that checkup that they need so they have that peace of mind that they are able to go for walks and exercise and without even having to leave the home so I would highly recommend that and I have spoken to a women's health physio in one of the earlier episodes but um, I just I love them I can't recommend them highly enough so um, definitely if you're a mum out there and need to get a checkup or anyone I see a women's health physio um, definitely get that checkup that they need yeah thanks Hayley thanks for the plug (laughs) um so thank you so much for joining us and I um hope you have a lovely day thank you Hayley thanks for having me Don't forget, if you loved today's episode, then please head to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating or review.